Welcome to Well Played Podcast, the show on all things playful and joyous. Together we are finding joy in the journey of life, and today I have with me Julie Smith, and we are talking about diving into gamification in higher ed. So something a little different than we've covered before, and before we kind of get into the nuts and bolts of it all, Julie Smith, if you could introduce yourself. Hi, I'm Mike's best friend. <laughs> I'm Julie Smith. I, uh, I teach in the School of Communications at Webster University in St. Louis. And I was adjunct for years and years, and I'm full-time now, which is fun because I have an office. But, you know, now i got to go to meetings and stuff, pluses and minuses. Um, and I have taught, like, the big survey intro to mass media course for years and years and years. And... It's great to teach a media class because media is updated all the time. You know, it's, it's not like math that's been the same for thousands of years, right? And when you teach a media class, everything changes constantly. And I, and I really like that. But when you're teaching kind of a media history class and a survey class, the, the big intro class in the auditorium kind of thing, I, I'm bored with it, Mike. Like, I've taught it for so long. And, yes, there are things that we update. And, you know, I, I flipped the classroom a couple of years ago. And and have tried lots of alternatives to lecturing in, in the classroom, just really for my own benefit, because I, <laughs> I want to make it more interesting for me, right? Uh, and so this summer, um, you helped inspire me, um, and Andrew Eastman helped inspire me also, to try to really mix it up and try something new. And so I am attempting this semester to gamify my big intro to mass media course that I have at noon on Mondays and Wednesdays with mainly freshmen. And so how do you even start when you've never done this before, right? Because I've, I've been to conferences where I go to sessions about gamifying and it's daunting, it's intimidating, uh, especially for, for those of us who teach in higher ed because I've never taken an ed class. Right. Sure. Those of us in higher ed have degrees in our field, but that doesn't mean that we necessarily know how to deliver content effectively. So I'm starting out pretty basic and I am using a jungle theme. And I, I know that there are going to be some students who think that it is gimmicky and they roll their eyes at me. Like I'm prepared for that because, you know, college students, they, they think they're smarter than, than everybody. That's right. right? Um, so I know that there, there might be a little pushback from some of the students, but I'm hoping um, that a majority of them kind of get into it because it's not going to be the professor at the front of the room lecturing to them. So the way it started is, um, well, with your advice, really, is to, to change what we call things, mm -hmm. right? Just simply change the name. Yep, reset so, um, Right. So my classroom is not a classroom. It's a jungle. Uh, and... I can't, you know, I, I switch rooms throughout the day, so it's not like I can decorate my room per se. But what we're going to do is, is call the semester Escape the Media Jungle and work with the jungle theme. So instead of teams, I'm going to have tribes, put them in tribes. Um, Love it. Have them with a, a chief. Each tribe will have a chief and a scribe. And then, of course, they'll name their tribe. So then each activity that we do in class, because remember I flipped my classroom, so the lectures are their homework, so hopefully they will have watched the lectures and then that gives us time in class to, to do activities. So say for example, we do um, 
like a, I do this fun activity with um, newspaper headlines. So I'll take, and I'm really going into detail here. I hope that's okay. But I'll take yeah. um, the front page of, a, of the St. Louis newspaper that day, cut and type out all of the headlines from that front section, cut them into strips and give them to groups in the classroom that day and say, okay, organize these headlines in the way you think they might be in the newspaper. And for example, and so instead of calling that the day's class activity, that's, um, I don't know, what would you call it? Like a, the quest or uh, that day's safari? I, I'm trying to think, you know, Why is, of, of are you Are use. you going to like compete with the other yeah. people? I mean, like, yeah, well, then, I, then it's straight I up, want... then it's straight up a tribal challenge. I mean, like that's. Tribal challenge. Okay, that's perfect. That's great. Yeah, so that each class period then will have a tribal challenge and there will be a winning tribe. And I'm thinking about even something as, as cheesy as like a tiki torch as a traveling trophy, right? That, that yeah. the winning tribe can hold the torch that day. And then, um, then of course, once we've finished the tribal challenges for that particular unit, then we'll have the, the quest, right? Which would be last semester, I would have called it exam number one. <laughs> And I think it'll just be more fun. And, and, I, and it's selfish on my part because I want to have fun in the classroom. I don't want to stand there and lecture all but the I time. But I think that's something that, at least in K-12 education, teachers, and I, and I hope you all hear this as the biggest compliment I can give you, you're so selfless that on sometimes, though, like, you're not having any fun and if like truly if you're not having fun if like the conductor doesn't care for the music there's going to be nothing that's playing in that symphony that's good you you have to like it you have to like it and i have been teaching this class long enough that i could do it with my eyes closed you sure. know what i mean like and so it's kind of a challenge for me too to see if i can really um ramp up my creativity and and i want them to see me trying to make this really relevant and interesting to them sure um uh, and, and we'll see how it goes right i mean i'll certainly keep you posted through the semester but really really all i'm starting with mike is just the names just changing what i'm calling what we do that is truly i mean i hope everyone hears this you know straight and clear that's all you really need that's all I'm doing is just changing the names, and unless I mean, if um, unless you have ideas of, of things well, I, I mean, can like do there's lots of things further. we can like add to this and spin it and reframe it, you know. But like, I just want everybody to hear, like, basically, like Julie has a context for the experience, and that's going to be there in the jungle. They got the thing. The jungle. Then, then, we, then when you applied some names to it, like instead of it being Group One or you know whatever, instead of it being Project One or Exam One, you've rethemed those. Then you got this idea of like tribal challenge. I think the fact that you flip your class is going to be great because then we can, you could do different experiences in class that really like amp that up with this whole tribal stuff. Well, that's the thing because then uh, if they, I mean, nobody wants to sit through lectures 30 times a semester, right? And so if we flip it, then that's, that gives us time in the classroom to do those tribal challenges. And those are fun because. When you get the students talking about media, I mean, that's the world they live in, right? They, they come to life. And there's so many fun things that, that I can do in, in this particular class, like um, have them put in chronological order the, the um, 
all the different media in the order that they appeared. Mm-hmm. You know, books first, <laughs> right? That's the easy one. And But once you get to Snapchat, Instagram, and Facebook, and iPhone, I mean, it gets kind of murky, right? And that could be a tribal challenge. Um, there's so many issues facing the recording industry today and having the tribes try to solve some of those issues and have us vote on who did the best job. That's another tribal challenge. And I love that phrase, tribal challenge, because I think what I want to see is a real uh, camaraderie among the te- within the teams, the tribes. Yeah. But I want competition because I don't take attendance. You know, it, my classes are huge. It's a, it's a huge administrative hassle to take attendance. And I realize that that's a benefit, right, of higher ed that... I don't well, have to I was do. I was gonna ask. So how big is this class? Like you asked if I could come up with some ideas. One thing I would need to know is like how big is the right. class in general? How many tribes are you gonna have? How many people in well, each tribe? Here's something pretty interesting. Now I have taught this class up to 75 students at a time. This semester I only have um, I think 32, which I think is a pretty good number to start with. But here's something that's really interesting. We have just undergone a massive renovation in our School of Communications classroom building. And so I will be in what is called the Active Learning Lab. So each pod, there's six pods already in this room that have their own um, set of laptops and their own display monitor. And there's a huge screen in the front that I can control where each, um, you know, I could say, that this particular tribe, let's show everybody what they're doing and I can send what they have on their laptops to the main screen. So I think that the physical setup of this particular room is gonna be really conducive to the tribe idea much more than the auditorium that I was in last semester sure. with the with the, with the the chairs that are nailed to the floor, right? So there's, but would, there's some say, advantages I will here. say that would have been pretty epic though because I tell you, once kids sort of buy into this and I don't care again what age the kid, they, I mean, they will get out of their seat. They will like, they would move climb around. Over them, they would they? climb. They would be like, let's get together, tribe. So what I would and wouldn't it be so fun? Like if each tribe came up with their own chant. Well, this is what I'm saying. So like, I was gonna say what I would make sure you do next year or at the start of this class is uh, give some time in there for them to build some of that camaraderie and don't make the mistake of just doing it day one. Um, and this this advice goes to everyone. Uh, but especially the older you get, because at first you're basically saying bond together and care about each other. But like this is day one of your class where they're kind of like, right. you, like you said, you're bracing for they're going to be too cool for school. Uh, and but yet you're asking them to like totally be vulnerable and like buy into this like game day one. Like the house always wins because the house plays the long game. Like it's a it's about winning small percentages over time. So. You know, do that fun tribal challenge right away. You know, put something in play right away, where where they do actually bond because they just like right. were, were put in a pressure cooker and they they either won or lost, but they did it together. Then the next day, say like, you know, we need to like, whoo, we need these tribes to come up with like a tribal slogan. We're a media class. Like, what's going to be like your what's what's your tagline? Yeah, what's your tagline? What's your what's your, what's your, what's your, what's your logo? Yeah, exactly. And oh, Look. that's such a great idea because you know what a lot of students don't realize is that logos that the the colors of logos are chosen specifically because colors have certain emotional attachments, right? Yeah, so and, like make them and make so them detail once, all that. Like why do they choose this color, this symbol, this everything? And and so now we're getting into not just intro to mass media, but media literacy because what we're doing now is 
helping them understand how media are created. And so once they create a logo for their team, by you know studying the images that are used and the colors that are chosen, then they'll never look at another logo the same way. And that's really what we want, right? That critical consumption of the media. And I was at a conference once where I went to a session by a woman. Oh, she was brilliant. She was from um, University of Michigan. I can't remember her name, but she uh, talked about group projects and how people, you know, students hate group projects. And she said that we're doing it all wrong. She said, what we need to do is put the groups together and tell them they're not allowed to talk about school. They're not allowed to talk about the project. They're not allowed to talk about the tribe. They're just supposed to gel and bond like you suggested and you're yeah. right like the the first and we can't just do that on the first day it has to be um oh gosh we could even like i could even have the last 10 minutes of every class period be time for tribal meetings you know yeah. like are you guys are you guys going to study together for the for the big quest right yeah oh, I, almost, I almost said exam one no Oops. we got <laughs> to re rephrase that yeah exactly exactly so that's great that's great advice and i'm so willing to take advice from anybody that has any ideas on how uh, I can make this uh, escape the media jungle just the, the most interesting, engaging class that, that the students are going to have this semester. That's re it's really what my goal is. Well, so one of the other things you could do is, um, at least in my space, and I think it would work in your space, they're already going to do the flip videos, right? Right, yeah. But <clears throat> what we want ultimately is them to bond as a team and ultimately like give way to the game i mean they really you really want them to live and breathe this a little bit and have it come to life so if you could have some way where you inspire them to do some of this tribal branding outside of the class those could be great quests like challenge them to use some of their modern media to brand their tribal challenge or a tribal like a, group. Or, so, like, so if they uh, have a logo, if they have a model, have them tweet and, it out and have them like have their followers that you can do a poll on Twitter. Like have them and choose. And have, have each tribe do like a recruitment video. Yeah. No. And then like have them put it out there. Like I think that'd be super sweet. Or one tribal challenge could be, um, you know, who can get the most likes on their Instagram post about uh, about a meme that they created from class today. Sure. You know, what, what did you take away from class today? Create a meme about it. Whichever tribe gets the most likes on Instagram or retweets or whatever. Um, Involve yourself, challenged. too, if you're willing to. Um, what I would suggest, too, is use your own social media leverage. So, like, I don't know, have, if, if each of the six groups come up with a slogan, a motto, a name, or whatever, put it out on Twitter yourself and see who gets the most votes. Oh yeah, yeah. That's a, that's a great idea. Right. That's like, a great idea. Yeah. Uh, so really, what what we're doing? Because my my content is not changing. I'm my content is the same. What I'm attempting to do is just update the delivery and make it more student centered than just me talking. Well, yeah. And, it's 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 letting them live the content as opposed to hear the content. Oh my gosh, that's such a great way to put it. You yeah, know? and like and, when you put them in say, that, it's going to be awesome. And I have to say too, um, because I, I know that a lot of most of your viewers would probably be K twelve. Would you agree, K twelve? Yeah, I would think that that's the yeah. vast majority. Um, I really have to. All five, all five of them. 
All five of them. <laughs> But I, I want to tip my hat to every single K-12 teacher, and, and here's why. Um, I teach three classes a semester. Okay, I teach on Mondays. I teach on Wednesdays. That sounds nice. You all, you all K-12 people work all day long. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. And I know that my colleagues and I we just think we're so busy. We just think we're so busy. And so I have said at faculty meetings before, you know what, if you followed one K-12 teacher for a day, you would die. Like it's, we have this, this um, unearned reputation as these teachers and you all, you K-12 people are the ones who are doing all the work. We have the fun where we, we have loads of autonomy, no parents and I just decided that I was going to gamify this class and I'm just doing it. Like my department head doesn't even know what gamify means. And he said, sounds fun, Julie, go for it. Right. So I, I just want to tip my hat to all the K-12 teachers because they, they just work so hard. And I don't think people understand how difficult the job is all day, every day. So no, that's, I mean, that's super nice. Uh, shout out to us K-12. Uh, it is you all are in the trenches, man. I don't know how you do it. I love it. Like I have two good buddies who taught, and they since left teaching, um, and got very nice jobs in sort of the business world. And they one they say to me constantly, like, "Holy cow! I can't believe like how much money I make for how for little, doing less for <laughs> how little I do." And they're like, "This I feel like it's stealing." Um, so I just think it's kind of funny when people see that realization. Yeah. Uh, and I wish the outside world could see a little more what, what a day in the life would be of a teacher. I, uh, I think that people would die from shock. I, I, I think if, the, if, the, if there's somehow we could do like a long-term study on this, because <laughs> I, I feel like one day would be eye-opening, but like one week or two weeks, like you would just, you'd get a really solid picture because you know, sometimes one day you you could be like, "Wow, that was tough," but like you could do it, or they have good health care, so it's worth it. But it's like, <laughs> no, no, do it for two weeks. Do it for two. Do weeks. it for two weeks, and it's physically taxing. You know, you're on your feet. You're on your feet all the time. Yeah. And uh, you know, we um, we in higher ed, and I I will challenge anyone who claims that that our jobs in higher ed are super stressful because. Um, like I said, I, I have the, the wonderful ability to say, you know what, I'm going to try this weird thing in my class and I'm just going to do it. And it's, it's very nice to have that kind of freedom. It is. And so I, we'll see, we'll see how it works anyway. What I love <laughs> is that you're also taking that freedom and using it. Cause I think probably the, the thing that my listeners would be most aggravated about is the fact that you guys have that freedom. Yeah. And yet I think a lot of college professors still just sort of go with the traditional rollout because it's just it's easier it's tried and true they know it you've mentioned before that that's not necessarily your forte as college teachers you know your content really well content and and I think that the of course I always bring the media into everything right but I I think that we have as as higher ed instructors we have this ideal that we stand in a room and we lecture and everyone just sits and listens and soaks up everything we say and you know students don't learn like that anymore. You know, they need to be up and about. They need to be tranting, uh, chanting their tribal chants, Michael. That's what they need to be doing. That's what they need to be doing. I love it. <laughs> I love it. So I, I am really excited about this semester. I think, um, 
I'm going to try to kind of keep track of how things are going, what, what the perceptions are, if I can sense any difference in engagement or attendance. Do you um, have any, any ideas yet on some sort of pomp and circumstance that you can bring to some of those challenges? Like those moments where, all right, like Tribe 3 wins, and hopefully they have a cooler name than Tribe 3. But, uh, you know, what are you, you going to do in that moment? Are you just going to be like, sweet, Tribe 3 won. Don't forget to do your readings for tomorrow. <sighs> That's a really good question. I don't know. Do you, do you have advice? Like my first thought was the Tiki Torch, right? That's the traveling trophy. Um, it also might be kind of fun um, to have some sort of uh, display on the wall of the room, uh, maybe with um, a big beaded headgear or beaded necklace type of thing that moves from peg to peg depending on the winning tribe of that day so that every other student that has a room has a class in that room is going to be like what is that all about what's going on there you know because I want to create interest from other students too to sure. see yeah so um, I, don't I, think, I think you are thinking um, you're firing on all the right cylinders because you're you're thinking yourself about how do you even get kids outside of your class kind of excited about it I, I think that's a missed opportunity by a lot of teachers. Like I know in public education, like you're just going to get those students either way. Uh, right. But like, right. don't treat them that way. Like treat them like they're, they are your future sort of clients, if you will. And like, let's try to like pique their curiosity and it guaranteed, you probably know this being media, but like, um, a lot of times advertisements isn't just to get new customers. It's also to make you to maintain to maintain it's making you the current customer feel super excited like oh i just saw a car commercial for my type of car like i chose correctly it's it's affirmation right it's affirmation and so i i would love to get some sort of buzz going like well what's what's julie smith doing in her class because one thing um you know you all have one thing with the k-12 you get the students no matter what i only get to teach the classes that make so i have to make sure that my classes fill and um, if I want to teach the classes that I want, right? Like I, I want to teach media literacy. I want to teach intro to mass media. So if they don't make a certain number of enrollment, they get canceled and I end up teaching, I don't know what, but there, there is pressure there. Um, and if I call it sales, it, I think it kind of demeans it a little bit, but I, I want to make sure people know that my classes are fun and engaging because then that'll mean that my, my sections always fill and that I always have Sure. to teach no i think that's really important and like we said it is valuable to the people in your class too to do that i mean it, it adds a whole nother bit of excitement if they if other kids are like what's going on or if somehow you can involve other members of the university like i don't know if you have some sort of inter communication that you could put something on or a website oh on, yeah or like yeah, if you yeah, could yeah. make that sort of be a travel competition the other suggestion i have for you especially seeing that you only have 32 i think you said mm -hmm. um Shake it up on them a little bit. Like, have some tribal contests, some tribal experience out of the classroom. Like, go out onto the, like, quad or whatever you call it. Like, go out there and do some, you know, like, it, it so piques their interest. If, like, you have them all there in the classroom and you're like, now we need to get up. And we all walk. And then, like, they get to the center of the quad or wherever you got. And there's, like, there's like a box a there. And there's, like, a challenge. You open the box and it's like, boom. You guys what got 30 a, minutes to do this. What about a goose chase? Hmm? Right? Wouldn't it be fun? 
goose chase would be super fun. Yeah, so, but I like that idea too. Like every tribe has to find their box on campus and the, the tribal challenge is in that box somewhere. Yeah, it, it, it's got me excited about teaching this class in a way I haven't been excited about teaching this class in, in loads of semesters. And that's fun for me, you know? Uh, yeah, and again, I think the, 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 if you're in the right frame of mind, it, it does translate to students sort of engaging and being sort of excited. So I love that you are pumped and fired up to do this. I am. And I acknowledge, too, there will be a hipster or two who rolls their eyes at me. <laughs> like, oh, God, here she goes. Right? And, and I'm prepared for that. I have teenage boys. My, you know, I get eyes rolled at me a lot. So I know that I'm not going to have 100% buy-in, but if I can get the middle of that bell curve excited about coming to my class, then And you, then and you will. And it's sad, but, like, the middle is so often forgotten. And oh, I think, the middle is where it's at, man. And that's, like, the thing. I mean, total side note, I apologize, listeners, but, like, here's a little rant by me. Like, I feel like we only focus on, well, sadly, I think today we're only focusing on, like, the bottom 15, and like that's important. We need to do that. Like I agree that there was a time in history, being a history teacher, that we didn't focus at all, and that was egregious, you know. But the middle is just there's so many people there. The middle right. is the middle. I mean, the middle is the like eighty percent. We're not talking about the top five. We're not talking about the bottom fifteen. We're talking there's about the rest. That, there's a reason that bell curve is so high. Yes. <laughs> so like when you want to change culture. You have to aim at the middle. And like, I think sometimes when we're chasing either end of the, the tails there, top or bottom, we're not, we're not changing culture. We're, we're putting band-aids on things. We gotta because change culture. There will be students who would be excited about class no matter what. And there are gonna be students who are not gonna be excited about class no matter what. Right, so if you're chasing just one of those spectrums, one of the, uh, mm -hmm. like, the, the middle's still sitting there looking at like both parents, like, do you, like what? <laughs> well, and really, too, um, both ends of that bell curve, you can't really, it's, well, maybe I'm being pessimistic, but I'm not sure you can really change either end of that bell curve very much. You know, there's always going to be kids who hate school. There's always going to be kids who love school, no matter what. And, and I mean, of course, we try. We, I want every student to, to love learning in my classroom. Sure, that's but the I, idea. I'm, that's also, the I'm also realistic. Yeah. You know, I'm realistic. I know that's not always going to happen. And when we think, too, like to give ourselves a little out there, like if some of you feel like that's the wrong aim, the, the, the aim is she wants to produce the best class, but like let's take the reality. Like there are multi billion dollar sports where like people are like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not much of a basketball guy. And it's like, yeah. that's a multi billion dollar sport and it can't capture 100% of people loving the sport, right? Um, right. And us teachers right. have to kind of think the same way. We have like this body of people that are going to come to our arenas and like, what are we doing to sort of affect that culture and hopefully capture the most of them? And Julie, I think you are on your way. So I'm Oh, super... I hope so. And I, it's a noon class on Mondays and Wednesdays. So I'm hoping nobody sleeps through it. <laughs> it's no. noon. I think hopefully uh, everyone will show up every time to, to do their tribal chant and see, um, the greatest thing one of my students ever said was, man, Ms. Smith, I'm always wondering what you're going to be up to in class today. That's like, that's what we want to keep them, that little bit of mystery. That's right. That's right. I, I want them to be, um, be surprised and, and 
pulled out of their comfort zone a little bit. So I can't thank you enough for the inspiration, um, for helping me find the guts to take this plunge and for the advice and the encouragement. And you can bet that I'm going to be uh, keeping you up to date on, on how this big experiment goes. Well, I was just going to say, I want uh, definitely to hear back from you like sometime in that first semester. So this is going to be like a two-part with, um, with a really good list of what worked and what didn't. <laughs> and, and the reality is there's going to be things in both buckets there, the ones that didn't oh, work. Oh, absolutely. Didn't. And like absolutely. any good teaching, any good learning, it's about like refining the good and it's about like shedding the bad. And it's right. just going to make that class more and more potent. And, right. and like, you or, know, um, don't give up on that. What's, what's the list? Like what do I need to sustain and what do I need to improve? That's right. Um, and I'd be really excited if some of my colleagues kind of thought, you know, I'm, I'm hearing some stuff about your class. Tell me, tell me what you're doing there. I think because I think best... that it, I think it can be contagious. Oh, it uh, definitely joy can be contagious. <laughs> can I, can tell you, I can tell you that. <laughs> but what I think like is going to produce probably the greatest number of people like transferring over like that, like other colleagues doing this style is is the amount of enjoyment you have. Like, I can't tell you how many teachers tell me since doing this, they're revitalized for teaching. They were thinking about leaving, and now it's just, like, super fun again for them. And you know? just by changing the name of a few things. So that's all it takes to get I mean, started. it's crazy. It's amazing. That power. I, mean, I always say the power of imagination. Don't underestimate it. And the, the power of a name, the power of what you call something is, is significant. So, I, like I said, I just... I feel I like I was just called out by the media professor. <laughs> Boom. Boom. <laughs> well, Julie, this I mean time flies. We're already at thirty minutes. Oh my gosh. I know. Oh it's gosh. just it's like boom. So I have uh to give you our parting reflection time quote. Are you are you ready? Oh, I don't know. Okay, give it to me. I think this one goes for today. We have one by Buddha. Uh, it goes as such. There are two mistakes one can make along the road to truth. Not going all the way and not starting. How does that hit you? <laughs> well, I'm starting. That's right. I'm starting. Um, I'm not sure if this is what defines all the way in this context, but I'm starting. And that's, what's that other quote? The, the, Journey, of, Journey a of a thousand miles starts with a single step. So that's that's what I'm doing. We'll we'll see where this goes. Um, really, I just I want my students to see that I'm willing to try something new, and so I'm going to try it. We'll see if it gets to gets me to truth or not, Michael. We'll see. I like it. I have to tell a very short story. A student of mine, Nor, she was amazing. I'll never forget Nor. She always had her shoes untied though, and like yeah. every day. She was my advising. Every day I was like, tie your shoes, tie your shoes, tie your shoes. <laughs> and I brought that quote up. Journey of a thousand miles begins with a single step. She said, uh-uh, begins with tying your shoes, Mr. Matera. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I'm excited, Julie, that you laced up and you are ready to go for this. I am I am laced up. I'm ready to go. And, and we'll see how it turns out. But I'll certainly keep you posted. And thank you so much for asking me to share um, share my story about what it took finally for me to try 
uh, gamification and for being so willing to, to help me with advice. So thank you. Ah, no problem. And like I said, we're going to have you back on. It's going to be awesome. And everybody else, thank you so much for listening today and learning with us and being part of the experience. Uh, as always, it is just an honor and a joy to, to be with you guys each week. So until next week, take care.